So with Crystal and Dawn out, we felt now'd be a good time to go over how to actually use Serosa to maximize her efficiency. So this is going to be a mechanics episode on the next By Gods and Kings. By Gods and Kings takes place in the fictional world of Dunai. For more information on By Gods and Kings or any of the products affiliated with it, please check out our website at www.bygodsandkings.com. Hey everybody, this is Chris with Scrib Crib. I am one of the designers and creators of By Gods and Kings. And today on this episode of the By Gods and Kings podcast, we're going to talk about Serosa and Crystal and Dawn especially. And how to use her and utilize her in the beginning scenarios to maximize efficiency. So stick around. This is going to get kind of chunky, but it's really... She was designed to be easy. She was designed to be plug and play. The first thing to note is that in Sins and mainly the single player scenarios is that there are primary characters and then there are supporting characters. Now, any character that you are utilizing that can that has a stat block and has equipment and shards that you can customize can be a primary character. They can also be a supporting character. You choose who you want to use. In Crystal and Dawn, Serosa has been crafted to be the primary character. Her kit has been designed to do such, as well as the three supporting characters, Artholm, Garrick, and Jadeki, have been designed to be supporting characters. Now, that doesn't mean that they will always be supporting characters, or that, and that Serosa will always be a primary character, but and for the sake of Crystal and Dawn, they have been designed to be such to be easy for the user. And that's the goal in the end, was to make this easy for the user. So the first thing to note with Serosa is to look at her equipment. She's gonna come with a very balanced kit. She's gonna be using a bow, which utilizes both magic and physical powers. She's gonna come with a circlet, which is a magical piece of equipment for the head, as well as a leather piece for her body. So she is essentially balanced in all wakes of life. She is what Thanos would have dreamed of. Um, she does not have any defense. She has HP because everyone has hit points. But she is balanced incarnate. And that was by design. We wanted her to be able to do some abilities to do damage and kind of keep things going. Because what we've discovered in our alpha and beta test and all phasings of the game, whether the multiplayer or the single player, is people like to do damage. Sure, we're going to go with that. Um... So once you look at past what her equipment is, you look at her shard. And the shard of arrows is really how we have designed her to be the best version of herself. Um, the equip a bonus, Quiver, that allows her to, after she deploys any ability, whether it's a flush, straight, or a three of a kind ability, she can draw a card and place another into the field for no effect. And she has to have a bow equipped to do that. The whole idea behind this is that she is able to like to rapid fire practically. She can fire an ability and immediately draw a new card and have another one go straight out there. That will allow her to do a sacrifice move if need be, but it will also set her up for her next abilities. Depending on how you're building her, you can make her very quick, a very quick fire character. Um, this, is, this pod is not about um, potential ways to build her. This is about how to make her efficient with what you have already. Um, but, since I've already thrown the bait, if you somehow get uh, the Shard of Betrayal, 
in the Zolkern Mines with extra play, all of a sudden you're looking at doing an, at firing an ability on Sarosa every two turns. And that's that's pretty nuts. But this isn't about that. This is about how to build her to start with. And you're going to be, begin with the Shard of Arrows. So you're going to begin with Audra's roll using Sarosa as we have designed her. You're going to use the simple bow. You're going to use the rusty circlet. You're going to use the tattered clothes. You're going to essentially use her as she has been built, how she has been designed to the fullest. Um, you're going to need to make sure you utilize Quiver, utilize her abilities. Uh, just take it easy. Audra's roll is not difficult. It was never meant to be difficult. It was meant to kind of teach you how to play her and get used to her. Now, granted, Chapter 1 with Shadwick is about learning the game itself, the scenario Audra's role is more about, you know, getting to know Sarosa and what she is actually good at. Um, now, once you're through with Audra's role, you're going to get a second shard that is going to become really beneficial and was designed to actually make Sarosa even better. It is the shard of the Reckless Defender. It is a manipulation shard. Now, um, this is for another video, but I'm going to give you a quick snippet. You've got four types of shards. You've got damage shards, healing shards, shielding shards, and manipulation shards. Shard of Arrows is a straight-up damage shard. There is no disguising what it is meant to do. It is meant to lower the hit points of the enemy. Well, the Shard of the Reckless Defender is a shield shard and a manipulation shard. You don't have any sustain with it, but you get some things that go with it. For example, there's an equip bonus with it, rebalance. When you're struck by an enemy ability, you may draw a card. However, there's one other thing to consider with the Shard of the Reckless Defender and Sarosa in general. There's an equip a bonus on there called Shield Prowess. When a shield is equipped, you gain an additional two defense. Now, shields come in one of two fashions. There are metal shields that offer defense. There are wooden shields that offer magical powers and HP. So, you already are going to get a defense with a metal shield, especially the rusty one, the copper one, brass, iron. But the shield prowess is going to give you additional defense, which is kind of nice. So this is the first opportunity that you're going to have to actually modify Sarosa away from the Shard of Arrows and instead use the Shard of the Reckless Defender. So, look, this pod's about how to get Sarosa through the initial intermission and up to the point where she picks up our thumb and it becomes a party. So you have options now to really make this easy mode if you choose. You can go away from utilizing the Shard of Arrows briefly and instead equip a shield and equip rusty armor to give a whole bunch of defense which is going to make you impregnable it's going to make it to where you can survive some of the initial encounters it's good um you can survive them with the shard of arrows and the shard of reckless defender and simply utilize the other abilities that are on there which to go real quick uh there's a sacrifice and a discard ability on the shard of the reckless defender recoup and rekindle recoup sacrifice a card from the field to draw two cards Cannot be done the same time you do a rekindle. Then rekindle, discard a card from your hand to play two cards into the field for no effect. You can utilize rekindle in the Shard of Arrows to make yourself rapid firing, especially with Quiver. You can really utilize that to do tremendous damage and overwhelm your opposition. Or you can take a different approach. Unequip the bow, equip a one-handed weapon, whether it be a sword, rune blade, club, dagger, or spear and use a metal shield 
and then all of a sudden you are going to be able to absorb attacks. Then as you go through the intermission content, if you choose to, you'll have an opportunity to get the Shard of the Monk, the Shard of Arcane Essence, the sh uh, Shard of Betrayal, Shard of Thorns, all sorts of equipment and shards that will benefit you as well as other weapons and armor. You'll be able to do a lot more. So really, the question that you're going to have to ask yourself is, do I want to try and overwhelm my opposition with this shard and what I've got, how Soros has been built already? Or do I want to take the opportunity to make her more defensive? Um, I'll give uh, credit to uh, one of the other directors of Scrib Crib. He actually figured out how to utilize defense to more or less defeat all the opposition because he could outlast them. He wasn't hitting as hard. However, they weren't able to hit him for anywhere near as much, especially when you're looking at having, using a shield, rusty armor and whatnot, and you're already looking at having, say, seven defense. You're, you're going to be able to take most of the minions and the mooks. Most of their shots are not even going to touch you. So yeah, it makes the, the content slower, but it also makes it easier. Or you can go for the, uh, the glass cannon method and just go for doing as much damage as fast as possible. You won't have um, the big drawback to Sarosa in the beginning, though. She has no sustain. Um, in the uh, Otter's Roll, you're given some salves to begin with, which will recover your HP if needed. You don't have any sustain until you get to. You may get the Shard of Triage. You could get the Shard of Thorns. There are options you can get in the intermission, but you don't get any sustain though until you get to the Shard of Humanity after uh, after the Bortol Pit. Uh, Arthun, when you get him, he has some sustain that'll help, but Sarosa doesn't get any through the story until later. You have options in the intermission, though, which you should probably take up, but this is not about that. Um, so as we can conclude this, Sarosa is built for balance. She is designed originally to get you through Roger's role um, with little to no strife whatsoever. She is designed to get you through all of the initial uh, intermission Zolcairn um, scenarios. The only one that she probably struggles with as she's initially built is the hunt for Trigier, but that is a difficult scenario anyway. That is designed to be a tough level scenario. Once you kind of break it down and kind of really utilize what she is and what she does, you can customize her through the Shard of the Eccles Defender and change her equipment. Um, whether or not, that's up to you. Um, but as a primary character, she can do a whole lot with both those shards, at least to start with. So again, my name's Chris. I am with Script Care Publishing. I am one of the designers and writers of By Gods and Kings. Um, I look forward to doing more of these to kind of help you guys through. Uh, we're going to be doing a lot of these with lore, mechanics, future works. Um, this channel has had um, a lot of our audio dramas which we've released as books as well. Uh, Whisperleaf, uh, Ascension, Shadows Bastion, uh, as well as a few others. Um, we're still going to be doing some of those, but By Gods and Kings is has always been a game and a story behind a game. And so now with Crystal and Dawn, we've kind of shifted more toward a lit RPG slash tabletop approach. So um, thank you guys again for listening. There'll be more videos to come. I want you guys to have a great afternoon. And we'll look forward to the next episode. 
everybody. Thanks again for listening to the By Gods and Kings podcast. For more information on By Gods and Kings, you can always visit our website at www.bygodsandkings.com. But hey, you can also find us on Twitter, at By Gods and Kings. You can also find us on Facebook and even Reddit. We look forward to giving more content to you guys. You guys have a great afternoon. We'll see you on the other side.